0: Hello everyone, I'm Tony Damian and I'm Andrew Rich and welcome to a very, very special episode of Himalayan Bites. It's our 21st!
1: How good is that Andrew? It's
0: just amazing, I cannot believe we've made
1: it this far That's Tony. Right. A lot of viewers thought we'd never make it this far, a few hoped we'd never make
0: it this far, but here we are. A very special episode as well today Andrew. We are fortunate enough to have Nicole Pedler, one of our fellow MA partners here and she today is going to be telling us all about the latest M&A report that has been published last week. Nicole, at the start of uh, FY23, there was a lot of doom and gloom and people were saying there's not going to be a lot of activity, but FY23 actually turned into a far more vibrant year for public M&A than most people thought. Tell us about it.
2: That's exactly right, Andrew. Um, Despite the economic uncertainty and the interest rate issues, uh, we found that FY23 was a robust year. There were 56 public M&A transactions. That's against the five-year average of 58. Um, There were nine mega deals. uh, That's the the billion-the-billion-dollar-plus range versus the five-year average of seven. Um, And in deal value terms, it was a great year. It was 40% above the five-year average. of $76 billion worth of deals.
0: So a great year indeed. It seemed to me to be the year of the energy and resource deal. What do you think drove that?
2: It absolutely was the year of the energy and resources deal. Um, 84% of deals by value were in the energy and resources sector. Uh, That was um, above the last couple of years by a couple of multiples. So $64 billion in deals versus um, 20 the year before and 12 the year before that. Uh, What was driving it? It was really supply and demand. So on the supply side, it's difficult to get resources projects up and to get them moving. You know, we've got increased regulatory red tape uh, and we've also got interest rate challenges with financing. So the supply side was tight. On the demand side, there's colossal demand. How are we going to fuel the energy transition? Uh, electrification of vehicles, all of those sorts of things, meaning that we're going to need more and more of these types of things and and the investors are out there hunting.
0: And do you think we're going to see this continue into FY24, the energy and resource deal? Absolutely.
2: Uh, This is a theme that's only set to continue, whether it's uh, script mergers for um, players who are already in the industry needing to create scale, uh, or it's um, investors going after critical commodities to be allowed the energy transition to happen.
1: And speaking of colossal demand, private equity also had an important role in the year,
2: It did. Our private equity represented about one in five deals last year, which was a little bit up on the year before. But what was really interesting was to see private equity taking takeovers straight, bids straight to shareholders. Uh, this is something that in the past, I think private equity has been associated with always needing a board recommendation because they needed access to due diligence to prove up their deal for their debt financiers. So to see them playing in the mid-market, taking deals straight to shareholders is a really
1: interesting development. And some pre-bid stakes in there as well, which was also new territory for for PE, I think. Um, The other thing, Nicole, that struck me from from reading the excellent report was just the level of contested public M&A deals last year.
2: Indeed. Uh, Almost a quarter of public M&A targets were subject to some level of competition. And we see this is going to continue, uh, especially while we've got some levels of volatility, some levels of economic headwinds. Uh, what it means is that the deals that are getting up are the really high conviction ones that our bidders really want to go after.
1: And on a completely different note to the public M&A report, uh, as viewers may know, Nicole's just come back from parental leave. Uh, I just wanted to ask you, how has, how has that been? How have you found it coming back? We're obviously delighted to have you, have you back.
2: I'm delighted to be back. It's been, it was a really special time um, and a really, really important period of leave. Um, as far as the work side of things go. it was really great that between the firm you know our team uh, and clients that r- people really uh, were accepting of me um, engaging to the extent that I felt like it and so we obviously did a few projects uh, along the way we finished the bootmakers for and <laughs> chapter which was a good one um, and this report is always one that I enjoy uh, putting out but I'm um, very much happy to be back and um, yeah getting back into it
0: very good Now, Tony, this is a very special episode today, as we talked about at the beginning. We've got the cake, got the hats, got the balloons. But these episodes, this show doesn't put itself together, does it?
1: This meticulous level of production does not put itself together, Andrew, without some very, very
0: excellent assistance that we get every episode. Yes, and if we may, for this particular episode, I might call our production staff, Ting Fan. Uh, to come and join us on stage with a little gift for her to say thank you uh, for all the great work she does. Um, Ting is one of our young stars in our MA team. She's an up and comer. Um, no doubt a number of you will have come across her and over the years you will come across her as well. So Ting, we just wanted to say thank you very much uh, for all your hard work in putting together Himalayan Bites. Thank you.
2: Thank you so much. Not very good in front of the camera, but um, yeah, great to see this to its 21st episode hopefully many more to go
0: thank you ting well everybody thank you for joining us today on this 21st episode in the next episode of and bites we've got our q3 wrap we look forward to you joining us then